resort. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. This week's guest is a Connecticut-based radio personality, skincare expert, and makeup artist who somehow balances 47 jobs and still finds time to be the biggest and brightest energy in the room. Here to talk to us about how to balance more careers than Barbie, <laughs> Lady Vu is here. Welcome to Pulse Pounding. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I love the intro. <laughs> thank you <laughs> that was a short one i wrote it on the ferry sweet because i realized that when i was stoned last night uh-huh i didn't write the intro oh that's okay let it come out organically however it needs <laughs> to just i'm with that like i can't pre i can write some stuff in advance but not all the time other time i'm just like f it i always write the interviews in advance but like sometimes my mind is scattered mm. so like when i did the interview with via i got mm -hmm. there and i realized i had no intro okay so i was like whatever i'll just have to like record it and add it in so yeah. that's what i did oh nice yeah nobody knew oh i'm exposing my own secrets but it's still dope though because i totally didn't know but it was yeah. a dope intro and i enjoyed that interview with via too yeah that was a good one yeah i'm going to see her on monday she's opening for the a band called the rise brothers i think Ooh. at the mercury lounge in Ooh. new york city yes yes you were talking about <clears throat> yeah that. Oh really my God. dope for her i'm excited that is awesome we're at wpkn the radio station in bridgeport connecticut we just did what did we do like a half hour we did like a half an hour yeah, yeah. live on air mm -hmm. and i was much better this time than i was last time I think you were good last time, too. I, I was a little scared last time. Really? Yeah, a little bit. I couldn't tell, but I think that having the DJ there and it's a little bit more like you kind of can get away with Turn up vibes. Yo, yeah, totally. For sure. It ain't really, you know, it's more like chill yeah. here. I kind of like this environment better for that. Exactly. It's more like zoned in. Mm -hmm. Last time we were like drinking a little bit. We were hanging out. Yeah. Which was fun. Don't get me wrong. Right. But at the same time, like, I feel like I was more focused. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Ooh. Okay. So I was born in Stanford um, and my parents were married at the time. Then they split up. Uh, my father ended up taking custody of us mm -hmm. and moved me and my sister to Bridgeport. Mm -hmm. So I ended up growing up in Bridgeport. Um, so, yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of where I'm from and where I grew up. Connecticut, period. Shout out to Stanford and Bridgeport. I love some Stanford. I like Bridgeport. Bridgeport, I'm loving now that I moved back. Yeah. Now I can appreciate it a little bit more and I see so much more potential because before, yeah. I couldn't wait to get out this mm -hmm. piece. I was like, fuck Bridgeport. I feel like that's anywhere you stay too long mm -hmm. that isn't like exceptional, you mm. know? Like I feel like if I lived in like the nice parts of the city or Brooklyn, I'd never want to leave. But I feel like wherever you grow up, I feel like it holds positive and negative mm -hmm. memories and energy and, and reminders. Yeah. So I feel like you always want to get out of there. That's true. Especially as a teenager, I was like, fuck Bridgeport. I want to get out of here. <laughs> and then I ended up finishing off like high school. So I did two years here at Central. Mm -hmm. and then I ended up moving to Stanford out of my own volition. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck Bridgeport. I can't do this. And then I moved to Stanford and I graduated from Stanford High. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up staying there for years. Yeah. Um, and then soon after that, went to college in um, the Bronx mm -hmm. and then ended up moving back to Stanford and then to Orlando, Florida. What did you go to school for? Ooh, uh, high school or college? College. Fine arts. 
Mm, rich. <laughs> Love that. Um, but while I was in high school, I did go to two schools while I was in high school. Um, so when I was going to Central, I was in Central Magnet because mm-hmm. um, I was good at quizzes and all that. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my father took me out of that and put me in Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Oh, okay. So I ended up going to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. While you were in high school? While I was in okay. high school. And um, I would take the night classes. So after I'd get off from like work release early, because then you could get off at like if you have all your grades in, you can get off at like 11, 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I'd leave that, have the day work, and then get off from work and go to Stratford to go to Kinetic School of Broadcasting. Right. And I also went to Aquaculture, which is a marine biology school. Oh, my God. Mm. Wow, you've always been busy. Yeah. <laughs> my father, he didn't want me on the streets, child. Yeah, With, especially out here. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Having friends like in the greens and stuff and they're getting in trouble or pregnant, they were not playing that game. A hundred percent. So you and I have always bonded over our love of music. Oh my God. So what sparked that for you? And Mm -hmm. it's funny because I already had this question written and you kind Mm -hmm. of asked me the same thing. Yeah. Just a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So what sparked that interest and what's like your earliest memory of music? Okay, so my earliest memory... I would say what sparked it had to have just been my childhood experience of it, which would be listening to music on the couch with my dad and he'd be playing records. Um, And he'd always be like, did you hear that, Nakia? Did you hear this? Okay, so my real name is Nakia. (laughs) We already gave that out. It's too late. Um, So he'd be like, did you hear that? Did you listen to to the drums? Listen to the trumpet. And he'd have like this full Mm -hmm. out stereo system so he could have like the amazing sound. I love that. Um, but he'd asked me to listen to the other instruments. And then from there, I loved music so much that I started like writing for myself and writing little music as like a five-year-old oh, and wow. singing with my sisters. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he'd put me through vocal training and all that other stuff. So I love that. Music has always been a thing. So what made you change directions? Um, to be quite honest, um, the love for it and the reality of life kind of set in Mm -hmm. and it wasn't feeding me even though it was a passion of mine um and then i kind of also you know the guys like being a girl in the industry and men trying to hit on you or produce for you but then there's also some kind of sexual thing behind it um so i was just like i can't do this that's gross. Yeah, I was like, get me behind the scenes, like, <laughs> you know, and so then that just developed into that. What's your favorite genre of music? Ooh. Reggae? Is it reggae? It is reggae. I knew it. It is reggae. That's like my <laughs> gospel. Yeah. But it always wasn't reggae before, though. Right. It, uh, it, def- it went from R&B to like Fiona Apple was huge in my life at one point. Um, so I like everything. I love um, that. But reggae is definitely my thing right now. If you could listen to one artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh, my God. I can't answer that. <laughs> I cannot answer that. <laughs> oh, my you can God. Give, I'll give you two. Give me two. Two? Uh, all right. Let me think about this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. I, I can't pick one. I, I just... Okay. I'm going to go with right now. It's going to have to be um, probably Jesse. No, it ain't him. Protégé. I'll say protégé right now. Um, He's a regular artist. Mm -hmm. And um, who else do I love? I'm trying to think of what mine would be. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think I could ever listen to one single person for the rest of my life. I'm just trying to think if I had a pick, who would it be? Mm -hmm. 
Maybe Rufus Dussault because I love them. Or maybe Mariah Carey because I love her. Well, she's dope. But maybe her because she her discography is so wide mm. and different. There's like party music. There's mm-hmm. like I'm depressed music. Yeah. It's, you know, like. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my so God. So if I have to listen to one person for the rest of my life, it has to fit all my moods. Yeah. So I, I'm going with her. Yeah. Oh, my God. For me, it would be that that vision. If I did listen to Mariah, it would be her first album and then the Butterfly album. Oh, Butterfly is great. Yeah. Butterfly. And then uh, when she did Vision of Love mm-hmm. and everything like that. Okay. So you started doing radio in high school, you were going to a school of broadcasting. Yes. Where did you go from high school to college and then after college? Where did you start professionally? I, was it immediately radio or was it something else? No. So it's really weird because I would like record fake radio stuff being like on a tape recorder mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That tape is still running around somewhere <laughs> in my house. I don't know, but it was dope. Um, I called myself Chocolate Thunder at Ooh. that point. <laughs> I love that. Yo, I called myself Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. And then my sister was Mellow Yellow, but it changed. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. No, no. Because, you know, she's fair sin. So in, <laughs> in the black community, you call a person, oh, they're yellow. Oh, my God. You know what God. I mean? So um, it just, it didn't. I just worked. I worked. Mm-hmm. And my focus at that time after high school was being in the makeup industry and, com- and being able to use um, what I learned at Connecticut School of Broadcasting, but more for behind the scenes, mm-hmm. I guess. And okay. I thought that makeup would be my entry into that, mm-hmm. especially having access to um, behind the stuff, like behind the scenes stuff, like um, fashion shows and right. TV and print, and also being able to be creative. Yeah. So I that that's why makeup. I was in that industry, or still am in the industry for so long. Right. What led you professionally to radio? And that was all a happy accident. Okay. So it wasn't until I moved back here um, after living in Orlando for 10 years when I came back and I actually manifested that I would say because I was talking to a friend and she was like, oh yeah, we could get this party promoted um, because I did party promotion for a little bit Mm -hmm. because I was on my hustler grind, Mm -hmm. right? I was like- Yeah, still are. Trying to get, yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I'm- I could throw a party because there wasn't a lot of outings out here at the time. Right. And I wanted to bring a little bit of my experience going out, which I love, mm-hmm. um, into connect downtown Bridgeport. So there wasn't really a big art scene that I knew about that was like openly out. Right. Um, and the party experience were like when I was like 15. So I was like, I should get into promoting so I could do my own thing. Right. Um, so a friend was telling me, um, basically like she can get a commercial run for our event on the radio. And, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do radio. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to do radio. I'm going to be a radio personality soon. And I just said that. I don't know if I was talking shit because I talk shit a lot. Yeah, me too. So we get along. Right. (laughs) I love that shit. So, um, but uh, opportunity. I went on my cousin's show who actually has a slot at that station as a regular DJ, okay. as a party DJ. So he brought me in as a guest um, to pro- help me promote my business and then um, to promote a party. And then he said, you know what? You're going to be my co-host. And so we did that for a little bit. And then the opportunity presented itself where the owner of the station was like, you want your own slot? And mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. How so- long ago was this? It's. I think it feel like it's going on two years now. Oh wow, that's recent. I think so. Yeah, it happened quick. Though. So you're on two stations. You're yes. on WPKN mm-hmm. and One Love Radio. Yes, weekly, which yes. are local to Bridgeport. 
Yes. So actually, um, WPKN is um, bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. So I do every other Friday okay. from 9 to 12. And then um, the other one is we- weekly. And So is the station that you're talking about that you've got a slot at one of these two? Yes. So it's One Love Radio. Got it. That one is Caribbean-based, Black-owned. And the listening power isn't that much. Right. But it still leaves an impact within the community being able to, I think they get as far as New Haven. And I think now, now they're in New York. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just don't know how far that range goes. Yeah. Um, But WPKN, that actually has a lot more range. Right. Well, they broadcast in New York as well. Yes, they do. Wow. So interesting that you had studied broadcasting when you were super young. Never really did anything with that as far as professionally. Not a lick. And then you just accidentally fell into the radio. Yeah. But your father was in radio, correct? Yes. Okay. So tell, he, us, tell me about that a little bit. So my dad, um, I think just a little bit before I moved to Florida, he started doing a slot here at WPKN. Um, but oh, that's when here? They, yes, oh, at wow. this station. So he was at, this is when the station was in the UB building, mm-hmm. um, by Seaside. And then, you know, I, he would always send me CDs when I was in Florida, I would listen to him and he did that for quite a long time, mm-hmm. probably over 10 years, maybe. Yeah. I would say over 10 years. Oh, wow. And then, um, yeah, he, he ended up passing away. I moved back up and I ended up at one love. And then I made a connection, just a random connection going out to vote. Um, And it was a connection from here. And then that connection just developed into, you know, me being here now. That's so crazy. Yo, crazy. Yeah. I was like, God, what is going on here? And then I think that it was crazy because I felt like my aunt, she was like, you're going to you're going to redo what your father used to do. Yeah. So I ended up with his slot. So crazy. So he did Zunj Radio. So I'm I'm keeping the name because in Zunj in Creole means angel. Mm-hmm. So his around his thing, he also liked local artists and any type of international artist. And as a music connoisseur that he was, he just had played a lot of different things. That's so, so cool. Mm-hmm. That's so incredible too. That like you accidentally end up at one station, then you make a random connection in a totally weird place to come to this station, which is the same spot where he was doing it. Yeah. It's like such a full circle moment. I know. That's so crazy. Right. Yeah. That kind of shit makes me think like, I don't get into like, as I said on last episode, all Mm. the woo woo shit Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm. I'm like light. Yeah. You know, I've got Mm. like a foot in there. So you got a toe? Yeah. More than a toe. Okay. But sometimes when things like that happen, and you hear that kind of story, you're just like, that's not a coincidence. There's no way that that's just like by chance happened. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, there's right. some something, whatever it is, I feel like that leads you back in a certain direction when it's where you're supposed to be. That's how I feel. Something I feel like if you get off track from where you're supposed to be going, like mm. smacks you back onto it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Cause the whole time I'm thinking about leaving Connecticut again. Right. But it just drew me back in and I'm like, you know what? I actually love doing this. Yeah. It's kind of like my therapy mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, it's being well received. So I'm, I'm happy to be doing it. That's how I feel about this show. Like I feel like it's my therapy every mm. week. You just sit down and chat even though I'm talking to no one usually, <laughs> but it's so dope though. <laughs> I love it. Um, so a lot of people say that radio is a dying market with the, 
growth of podcasts, um, the growth of streaming music. Mm-hmm. What is your take on podcasts versus radio in today's times? That's such a dope question. That's a dope question. So first of all, I was high. Pro, really? I was high. Oh, so you were zoning in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always smoke a little bit of sativa Mm. before I write an interview because it just like helps me focus. I'm not an Adderall bitch. Yeah, don't ever be please. No, it's fine. You know, no disrespect (laughs) to anyone who takes Adderall. That's your business. Facts. You spin out on your methamphetamines. That's fine, Mm -hmm. but it's not for me. So I like a little sativa joint, Mm -hmm. and that gets me like focused and going. Yes. Yes. It's a it's a common conversation yeah. in the industry that radio is dying and yep. people who are hard pressed deep into radio mm-hmm. will argue that that's not the case and it's different and there's a need for it. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree, mm-hmm. but I'm interested because it's your profession. It's what you do. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about people saying that? radio isn't going to have a place eventually because of the popularity of podcasts and because of the popularity of streaming music, Mm -hmm. which I understand the perspective. Like I'm not getting in my car and listening to the radio anymore Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. Why would I listen through songs that I don't like on a station to get to the song that I like when I can just listen to the shit I want on my Spotify. Mm -hmm. And as far as like a radio show, other than people that are so huge, like Howard Stern, the breakfast club, Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing podcasts now. Yeah. A lot of people have left radio to do podcasts. That's true. Wendy Williams, her whole thing with her show, yeah. whatever happened with her, she's going to do a podcast. Is she? Yeah. I'm all tuning of, in. All of like the big heavy hitters, mm-hmm. one by one, mm-hmm. are dropping into the new market. Yeah. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are about the way it's changing. Mm-hmm. And do you think that eventually it won't be here? Or do you think there'll always be a place for it? Um... I think that there will always still be a place for radio. I do think it's important to be able to, as a radio personality, to be able to convert uh, your style technique. So to be able to be on social media or accessible in some way where people can reach out to you is important. Mm -hmm. Because there's also some people who have been in radio for like 20 something, 30 years that don't know how to create that bridge for them to be able to uh, reach out to a lot of the younger people. I think podcasts are amazing because you can say what the F you want, play right. whatever the F you want, and it, it's that. But in my instance, I think it was important to be local because, I'm sorry, this is Connecticut. The Wi-Fi sucks in certain places, so you ain't getting, you're not going to get, you yeah. know, you're not going to be able to listen to everything or watch everything. You know, it's not booming all over here. There's a lot of sticks and woods. So people <laughs> are tuned in onto the radio. Um, and if the signal is strong with that station, you're good, but you're still reaching out to them. And especially people who are like my generation or a little older, um, I totally get not wanting to listen to the station because first of all, you're playing like an hour of commercials. Right. Right. And they all seem to go to commercial at the same time. Exactly. It's like it's plotted to ruin my day. Exactly. You know? You're like, I don't want to hear this. How ish. are you all five of my presets? You're all at commercial at the same goddamn time. Exactly. And it's almost like a low key brainwashing. I'm not even going to say that because it's advertising, <laughs> it right? Be. The jingles we remember. <laughs> right. So, um, that just not being involved in those kind of stations, um, I think it's dope because then we just talk about whatever we want to talk about and I can play my music depending on the station. Um, 
but these particular stations I feel like still have a good foothold and building the relationships within the community so they yeah. still maintain those listening powers um and we're since this is a since WPKN is community we're not playing you know who who who's out right now we're not playing um mainstream artists yeah Yeah. regularly Mm -hmm. we're not doing that we're not playing it three times a day and then you're gonna go into another artist and then there's already a playlist right it's almost like politics in those radio stations oh it's like five artists constantly right yeah and it's the same songs over and over again it's a rotation a rotation right so i think it's super important like i loved when i was growing up being able to hear new artists and yeah. dope artists, yeah. you know, and that's where it used to come from before. If you were a musician and you were trying to get out there as a musician and being like a former artist, mm-hmm. like there's no way I would have been able to go to Hot 97 unless oh, all my right. all, all my politics was good. Like meaning like I had the right connections right. or the money. Right. So if you don't have any of that, how do you get out? Right. You know? And it's, but it's also changed so much. Mm-hmm. In how we consume music, how we mm. discover new music. Like back in the day, radio was such a big part of breaking artists. That part. They sent you on a radio tour yeah. pretty much to do different stations in different cities. Yes. Because before there was the internet, social media. I mean, we had the internet, but it was not the same. Yeah. Before we had social media, when the late 90s, the artists I grew up with, the early 2000s, it was MTV. It was certain talk shows, yep. you know, and it was radio. Yep. And that was where you heard the new music. Mm-hmm. When a new hot artist put out a song, mm-hmm. you heard it for the first time on the radio yeah. before it was even in stores. Yep. It's not like that anymore. Exactly. Everything's new music Friday, streaming, everything's mm-hmm. dropping on this day. Mm-hmm. And it leaks on the internet. Mm-hmm. There's snippets on social media. Yeah. This fucking Nicki Minaj song that came out yesterday. It's great. Did I'm like, did I see a video of that? Yeah. I'm not sure. But I've been listening to the clip mm-hmm. that she posted for four weeks. <laughs> and it's the, it, she posted the whole chorus. Yeah. So by the time I got the song, I listened to it twice last night. And I'm like, it's good, but I'm You're almost like it. played out mm. because I've been hearing the same loop of that song, which is the catchy part. Yeah. So it kind of feels like I've already had it. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to something else. Mm. So I missed that part of the old world with music yeah. and the part that radio played in that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, I don't know if you know, you know Wu-Tang Clan, right? Of course. Okay. So they have this. Um, I'm white, but I'm not like loosely <laughs> paper white, you know? Well, I know that. <laughs> um, but so like they have like the, that show that they call, I think it's called Enter the Wu-Tang or Enter. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. They have a show. I fucking love the show. Mm-hmm. But it talks about how they did the radio tours, like you were just saying. Right. And it, it depended, like, your popularity was the radio. 100%, you, yeah. You know, so the, the importance of that. That's why I feel like it's it's still going to be here. Yeah. Unless we do away with, you know, however, radio waves or whatever. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Unless we do away with that, then I think that radio is totally dying. But I like the fact of being able to reinvent what radio means right. maybe five years ago to now and how that bridge can be also built and set here right. in a different way. It's also a different connection from what I do versus what you do because mm-hmm. you're live. Mm-hmm. People are listening to you in their car mm-hmm. as it's happening mm-hmm. and you have that different kind of connection. Like when you take calls mm-hmm. and you interact with the listeners, mm-hmm. I do that, but it's not in the moment. Right. You know, like oh, I would, yes, yes, yes. I would love to be able to like talk live with somebody 
on the show. Mm-hmm. I can't really do that. So um, there's a difference in like the in the moment connection mm-hmm. with the people that are listening to you. And mm-hmm. I think that's important too. Definitely, definitely important because then you think like uh, sometimes that one love will get the calls and I don't take calls here anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't about to call me with your salty, crusty self thinking that an, you're going to make air. There was an incident recently that I think is the cause of that yeah oh definitely whatever fuck that lady yeah yeah the bitch thought she was on air but guess who who didn't make it <laughs> she was trying to give me a good reading like she oh, licked her man. finger to flip the page to read me yeah didn't uh, work it didn't work and you and you fired right back <laughs> i was like okay well good luck bye yeah yeah so i don't take uh calls here but on wpk sorry not wpn one love um it's awesome to interact with them because i might not think that they're listening yeah. but they're totally listening especially yeah. when it's a topic that they're passionate about and it could be like maybe 15 seconds of the com- of a conversation asking people what they think and inviting them to call in yeah but they're like getting off of work or you know washing the dishes right and they can't you know put on a playlist or something like that then they're just turn on the radio let me just listen to what's on yeah especially during holidays too Mm -hmm. holidays we can go from almost like 300 listeners to 3,000 or whatever on that small radio station wild so yeah holidays people don't know if your other uh radio personalities go in on your holidays and you'll grow your listening power for sure come up with something different exactly (laughs) Um, so do you feel there's things you did differently or a little more calculated entering this industry as a female? No. Um, and I respect that question, too, because I feel like it's really hard mm-hmm. to enter in a lot of different businesses that could be male dominated as a woman. Right. Uh, and then, you know, it's just it's really tough. Um but I didn't do nothing different. The, I could say what is different about me from then till now is I don't take no shit. So if I'm like marketing myself and I'm telling you this is what I do, I'm really asserting myself in a way where you respect my position. Right. So don't look at me, you know, from my physical, but right. listen to what is coming out my mouth. So that's what I kind of thrive on. Yeah, I had to I had to readjust um, and just be more like i don't know how to say it. like just stern yeah that yeah like it re- almost like hardens you a little bit it does and it you know you as a, a woman you want to be soft you want to be feminine you yeah. know but i couldn't because no yeah and doing business you can't you got to be like this is what i believe in this is what it is and that's it do you ever have days where you feel like you just don't want to fucking talk to anyone and how do you cope with that in this industry because there's no option for you to like come to work and have a quiet day because you have to be on you have to be ready you're here talking if you don't have an interview you're by yourself you're carrying the conversation office politics there's people around so like do you have those days where you're like I love what I do, but I'm just not in the fucking mood today. Oh, yeah. And w- w- then what? Um, then you listening to a whole lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't get if I didn't get to chill for like two, three minutes and just like relax or um, kind of just focus on, you know, really. 
I don't know, uh, kind of like clean cleansing my energy right. to be able to deal with and be on go right. and be comfortable being on go. Right. Right. So, yeah. Other than that, I'm going to have to like zone out, listen to some music <laughs> real quick. And, and you're going to be listening to a whole lot of music. Oh, too. that's funny. And it's just going to be like quick topic. OK, what do you guys think about that? I hate those days where I wake up and I'm like, I just don't want to fucking talk today. Right. And here I am setting myself up in a place where like all I do is talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> Definitely. It, I mean, it's it's it can be it can be like that. I can say that there's not that many of those days. Right. And usually the way my schedule is the way I kind of set it up. I at least have a few hours where I wake up early enough to mm-hmm. just lay there in bed. Right. Well, that's how I felt today. Like I mm. felt like I was ready to go when mm-hmm. I got off the ferry mm-hmm. because I had been up for a while. Mm-hmm. I can't just like wake up and try to do that shit. Oh, hell no. I need to like get myself going, mm-hmm. you know, maybe make a phone call, get my words going. Yes. You know? Yes. Talk to somebody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I need to like practice. Exactly. Cause like talking when you just like are leaving and you hadn't said any words, it's hard. Like I get tongue tied all the time when I'm on air Yeah, and I'm like, Oh gosh. I, and I've just learned to accept that with this. Like exactly. this is different cause it's pre-recorded. So I can mm. kind of just like stop and start the sentence over. Mm. But I've also learned to just be like, everyone knows everyone does that. Who exactly. gives a fuck? Exactly. You know, it is what it is. So what do you do to like bring your energy down at the end of the day, working in a, in an environment and an industry where you have to be so like on Mm -hmm. and kind of hyped up all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. What do you do to like bring yourself down when you're done, when you go home at the end of the day? Oh, I take a moment, um, in my car. I usually smoke a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Not even going to (laughs) lie. Um, so I'll smoke a cigarette. I'll, uh, sometimes I don't even play music. Yeah. Like I turn the, I just drive in silence. Um, that kind of helps me. And then spending time with my dog and then just breathing Mm -hmm. that will help me to be relaxed. I actually thrive being more relaxed. Um, when I come from an environment like that, um, but yeah, just, or even just taking long breaths in Mm -hmm. between closing my eyes for a sentence and really finding my words uh, or setting the tone on how I want to operate throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. I like. I would like to do more of that, like breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's important for relaxing. Um, coffee or energy drinks? What's your go-to throughout the day? Oh, shit. It used to be energy drinks. But my ass, my ass on a fucking energy drink, you don't want to mess with me. I'm the same way. I You'd be like, like, who the woo-woo. fuck it's is like this? like cocaine. Right. Yeah, no, You'd thank be you. like that little ass freaking crackhead <laughs> bouncing up and down. I'm like a little gremlin. Wait, wh- are you like 4'11"? How tall are you? 4'9". She's like the smallest bitch I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. She's like pocket sized. Yo, for real. Yeah. And then jumping around on an energy drink? Hell no. <laughs> I don't like them either. It looked like I did a line of coke like talking. Yeah. Like, bah, 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 then I get jittery. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Yeah. So coffee and tea are my are my things fuck it yeah you, you would be a tea person mm-hmm. favorite and least favorite part of being a radio host um least favorite part trash music people try to send me their music mm-hmm. sorry no, <laughs> like, thank you yeah like I, I it's so hard to tell a person no recently somebody hit me up and was like oh my god you should listen to my fiance she's amazing so mind you she's hitting me up to tell me to play her fiance oh and that her fiance is this dope rap artist they all think they're dope on the soundcloud right yeah. and it totally is right but i was like i was like okay well I, does she have other music? So I'm trying to find a way to, you know, keep her going. Because, I mean, look at Miguel. He got told no, like, 
1500 times right. and look at him now right, right? um and a way to tell her no without uh, demotivating her. So that probably sucks because half the time I'm like, you you should play my music. You should play my boy music. I'm like, it's not that type of show, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, or yeah. sis, it's not that type of show. Right. You need to, these other people spend so much time in releasing the quality and invest money right. into getting their sound at quality. You need to do that to yourself. You can't just pre-record some stuff and then slap it on and, and think that I'm going to play it on air. I think at least, you know, I want to make it enjoyable for the listeners. Right. So. Well, that's also like, that speaks to that person as an artist. Like, yeah. you need know you need to come with quality. And I, I understand that things are expensive when you're independent, you're starting out, whatever the case is. But there are ways mm-hmm. to enhance quality. It just yeah. takes some effort mm-hmm. and some time and some research. Yeah. I mean, I did it with what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about any of this shit that we have hooked up here, mm-hmm. but I invested my time into what I could afford mm-hmm. at the best quality. What could I, what could I get the most out of this budget? You yeah. know? Yeah. And I feel like if you're taking what you're doing seriously and you want to be played on the radio and you want to pass your your shit to somebody like you, mm-hmm. well, come with something that's going to impress me. Exactly. Don't give me that bullshit that sounds like you recorded it in your fucking bedroom on a tape recorder. Exactly. Goodbye. Exactly. Because it's like, why? You want me to listen to you. Your fiance thinks that you're dope. Right. But, but also, of course she does. Well, of course, right? You got to support your significant yeah. other. But I'm like, do you listen to music that's out right now? Right. And then compare right. that person's music with that. Right. It ain't the math ain't mathing with that. So I'm like, <laughs> listen, I want to love her as much as you do. And I want people to enjoy her as much as you do. So what I would recommend, if I can speak honestly, is she needs better <laughs> engineer. Yeah. Uh, she needs a better beats. Yeah. And then she needs to practice more. Right. You know? And that could change everything. Sometimes you just need to change up the people you're working with. There we go. For some quality. Uh, but what I love most about it is being able to play whatever the, if I want to. Love that. That's clean love that i need more music so anybody who's listening <laughs> to pulse pounding send me some music <laughs> in my email yeah just make sure it's the clean version that's it that's it um so i saw on your instagram that you're dabbling in artist management yeah tell me a little bit about that so i didn't really want to do that to be quite honest i just wanted to help out right um but the artist that actually asked me to be her manager um she really advocated for me because of how I helped her out. Um, and during that time, I had a lot more free time. So right now it's kind of like on the back burner until I really get everything that I'm trying to establish now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a great venture. If you believe in your artist and they're super talented like she is, it's, it's, it's a dope feeling. Shout her out. Who is it? Her name is Satori Music. Um, so you can find her on Instagram. All her music. She comes from Jamaica. She's like 22. But this girl can write and she can sing. Love that. I think I, I'm trying to guide her. Sometimes working with the artist is hard mm-hmm. because they believe in something so much. But I'm like, no, girl, you need to saturate right now. Yeah. Because you have your sound can be Afro beats. Your sound can be dancehall. Your sound can be R&B. Right. You need to saturate. Right. But she's like, no, I just want to put out this one song. And yeah. I'm like, bitch. No, you got to experiment. You got to. Yeah. So she has this archive and live uh, library of music that's phenomenal. Right. Um, that she hasn't released yet. So love that. You know, I'm trying to respect her as an artist. I yeah, get it, but but pushing. also sometimes you need 
an outside perspective. Yeah. Sometimes like, you're too close to it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. girl, you gotta, you gotta drop, you gotta drop, you gotta drop. But I love it. Um, I just, I would just wish she would take my advice just a little bit more. I know I'm not an artist, but yeah, yeah. but to be someone who understands music doesn't mean you have to be an artist. That's a fact. And sometimes an intelligent or maybe not intelligent is the right word, but a connected consumer, mm -hmm. somebody who's connected to the music mm -hmm. and like well-versed in what's happening mm -hmm. versus just a Joe Schmo that's turning the radio on, doesn't know anything. Right. Someone who's an invested listener mm -hmm. might be like, mm, you should do this. Right. And it might be the right move, mm -hmm. but you know, artists are very sensitive with Ooh. their work. Oh, which so I understand, but so sensitive. So sen you can't tell them nothing. Mm -mm. Um, and then another person, um, his name is Nick music. His music, I actually told him when he reached out to me, I was like, um, now's really not a good time mm -hmm. for me because I still want to be able to do that more with you guys, but I can't give you the attention that you need. But if you need to get your EPK done, if you need to, I can plug you in right. with the people to get that done and reach out to them and connect you. So he was like, that's all I need. Somebody prepare a, a contract, somebody to do this. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll be good at that. Love that. So, um... I was like, you're just going to have to remind me because my day is full. Yeah. So he does that. So he reaches out. Um, he's different. He's very, very different. Um, his is kind of like old school reggae, uh, but using like kind of like a, it's like 90s, but not. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's just really different. But I respect his creativity and he's dope. But I kind of want to see a little bit more from him as well. And I know he's totally capable, but I just love to see the growth process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. I love that from a distance, like artists that I've listened to for a long time from when they started out to watch their growth mm -hmm. is super exciting to me as a fan. Yes. And it makes you feel like more connected right. to that music. Oh, you know? I forgot to tell you. So to Tori Music, um, I actually got to book her for a gig in Texas. Oh, that's dope. Where she opened up for Spice, Jada Kingdom. Oh, wow. Yeah, Spice, Jada Kingdom. And I feel like there was one more, um, Chanel Muir. So these are all like predominantly like really powerhouses yeah. in the dance hall community. Spice is huge, even I know her. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So she got to open up for all of them, and it was just dope. Jo Jada Kingdom is another one that I love, um, and I would love to actually get to interview her. Um, Make it happen. I know. I got a little video, so mm -hmm. if you ever watch it, me, like, you know, hugging Jada Kingdom when she mm -hmm. came to the station. But I didn't get to interview her, but I will, hopefully, when she makes yeah, it back to sure. CT. So you also have an e-commerce skincare business called Black Honey, mm -hmm. which you produce, package, and ship yourself. Yes. How did this idea come about? I need to know everything. Okay. So it actually came about um, my family coming from the Caribbean. It just kind of made sense because they would always be these total herbalists. So mm -hmm. they're not giving you Vicks. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, NyQuil when you yeah. got sick. <laughs> they're like, oh, just boil some tea on the pot or, you know, just put some peppermint and ginger bush or whatever, you know, boil it down and then they'll rub you down with some bay rum. So taking all of that, those things that I actually loved and I went vegan for a while when mm -hmm. I was like still in my 20s, um, lost a heap of weight. Um, and I just started to learn about the power of herbs. Um, I did end up going to um, Everglades University, which is in um, Florida, and that deals with alternative medicine. So I ended up learning a little bit more about that. And I wanted to be able to heal people, I think, just harnessing that cancer energy or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and do that with it. Because I was like, what's something else I could do before, of course, radio? 
And then just, you know, getting into that. So I started making my own shit. And mm-hmm. Due to my allergies, not I can't use everything. So it just made sense. It's actually crazy how many products you have <laughs> on your website. <laughs> it's too much, I think, sometimes. You've got scrubs, mm-hmm. body butter, mm-hmm. hair care, immunity boosters. Yeah. So, like, how does that work when you decide you want to work on something like that? How do you learn like what ingredients to mix? Is it from your family history or is it research based? Like how did you learn what to put together and what works for what? So some of it, I did learn growing up what works for what and it being effective. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm not someone who would typically always go to the doctor. They were cheap as fuck. So they wasn't bringing me to the doctor when I got sick like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or something else. Or if I had an allergy, like if my skin broke out in an allergy, they would tell me, go pick the bush in the back. <laughs> literally, literally go pick that bush in the back and then uh, boil it down and then put it on your skin oh when God, you come out of funny. the shower for real. And then, um, so most of it is research, um, but a good majority of it is just the family telling me what works for what. Right. Um, and then learning more about pa- packaging as well, like keeping them in glass containers and the fact of the microplastics not getting into it. The skin is the largest organ. So working in beauty, you know, I can't I can put on foundation. But what's that foundation going to be like mm-hmm. five years from now on my skin? Right. You know, um, so it just kind of made sense. What do you think sets your products apart from other skincare? Honey. Honey? Literal honey? Literal honey. Hmm. That's that's kind of like my 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 thing is honey. And also all of my ingredients are I was going to the Caribbean often. I didn't get to go this year, but I go to the Caribbean often and those are coming directly from like my family oh okay so if there's coffee it's actually been picked by us roasted by us wow ground by us that's like in some real authentic shit real love that yep so i you know the paying the fees to tsa and all of that that shit's crazy (laughs) (laughs) that shit's crazy oh my god i bet yo that's wild Mm -hmm. so that's that's what's going on with that Okay, so back to the makeup. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing that? Yes. At what capacity? What kind of events? Um, so I transitioned into Lancome recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm with Lancome, and it's a little, uh, it's a little different. Um, Lancome is such a powerhouse. Um, so I'm doing makeup there with when I interact with my regular customers. Mm-hmm. So it's my regular job, right? Um, but I do makeup almost uh, every other weekend. Half the time I got to turn people down yeah. because I'm busy. Um, so it's like every other weekend to almost like one makeup per week mm-hmm. um, outside of Lancome. Love that. And that's been for 18 plus years I've been doing it. You literally have more careers than Barbie. You know how Barbie <laughs> just puts on a different fucking outfit and in a different box. And now she's a lawyer. Now she's a doctor. You have more careers than Barbie. It's wild. Listen, when you don't want to have a regular fucking nine to five. Amen. You do what that you got to do. So how do you effectively manage your time? Because you have so much going on mm-hmm. in so many different directions. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't be able to keep up so like how do you keep yourself on track and make sure that you're getting everything you need to done i'm not very organized i'm gonna just be straight up honest (laughs) i'm really not i'm totally go with the flow but that little truck down there is packed i live in that damn car Mm -hmm. um so my makeup kit is in the car so if somebody calls me and i want to make a quick you know 
some money, yeah. then I can go and do that if I have five minutes after I leave the right. radio station or if I just got off work, I can go do that makeup. And uh, not having kids is probably one of the, th- the easiest things. I would never be able to do any of this. That is a life changer. Yep. Yeah. So that's why people are like, oh, you, what are you doing? You, but you don't have any kids. I'm like, bitch, you know what I got to do to survive? Yeah, for real. Or just know? by yourself. Just by yourself. Yeah. You get taxed the highest. Yeah. You know? 100%. Um, single. But like, I just, I make time. If I, you know, if I want to do what I want to do and I want to have a certain lifestyle when I get older, mm-hmm. I want to accomplish everything in this one life that I want to do. Right. I don't want to have to regret or say, damn, I wish I would have did that. Well, you know, it's always so foreign to people that not everybody wants to have kids and sometimes your life just doesn't work out that way yeah some people think that they're gonna have a family and then their life goes in a different direction and they're okay with that Mm -hmm. it's so foreign to people that it's almost like they look at you like something's wrong with you or like you got eight heads right it's not the sole purpose of life it's great Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's fun Mm -hmm. but they also grow up to tell you everything you fucking did wrong yep and treat you like a little bastard yep but that's besides the point it's just (laughs) it's not everyone's path and i don't understand why that's like such a stigma societally oh my god is that a word i mean we gonna make it one but I get a it. A societal stigma. I think that's better. Okay, I think that's whatever. Too. You know what the fuck I mean. Definitely. This is not a, a show for scholars. It, it, you know, fuck them. <laughs> 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 they don't know everything anyway. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely agree with you on that because, like, oh my God, like listening to like my grandmother. And I love her to death, but growing up. It's like she prepared me for marriage. Right. You know what I mean? Prepared me well, to be a mom. As a girl. Mm-hmm. That's like the whole thing, especially yeah. in that time. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like anything before when I was growing up is mm. the old world. <laughs> it is. It, <laughs> it is, really though. Is. I mean, yeah. like, it's 2022. Yeah, it's you know? different now. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, well, you know, I just wish you would just have one child. I'm like, well, maybe Jesus or God or whoever don't want me to have no kids right now. Maybe my <sighs> body is just like, bitch, it's not up to you. Keep it tight. Keep yeah. it right. Uh-huh. And that's it. My mom says the same thing. She's like, what, what if you just have one? I'm like, first of all, that is very difficult in my lifestyle yeah, <laughs> requires like- <laughs> a whole ton of work well i don't know they're working on that now oh my god i don't want any part of that they're working on it but i'm like you have another son who my brother is turning 21 oh in two weeks it's Can't about wait. to be turned it's up. gonna be lit um but he's gonna he's gonna take that path mm-hmm. it might take a little longer than you wanted bitch right, right. but like it's come leave me alone yes and i feel the same way you do i have yeah. things to do mm-hmm. i'm already turning 30 this year yep. and i'm for the first time feel like i'm in the right place doing the right thing mm-hmm. i'm a hundred percent on the track that i need to be on mm-hmm. and everything's gonna be fucking wild mm-hmm. and exactly what i want and I don't want to be tied down. By the time I can afford to live my life the way I want to, mm-hmm. I want to pick up and go. I don't even want a fucking dog, to be honest. That's a lot of work. Unless I'm rich enough, like those people. <laughs> Do you know there's a clause in most airlines? They don't allow dogs that don't fit in bags. See, I don't have that kind of dog. They don't allow dogs that don't fit in bags. Mm. But I see these posts of these celebrities with their dogs on a fucking airplane seat. Okay. Mm-hmm. They got their dogs in those um, Air Japan planes that are, uh, it's like a fucking, you get an apartment basically instead of a seat. <laughs> and they've got their dogs in an, in an on plane apartment. Yeah. There's a celebrity pet 
clause in most airlines. They'll what? make s- exceptions. You a lie. That is how fucked up America is and how much they value these rich celebrities. That's so fucked up. That they will literally make exceptions for them to bring their big fat pets. Wow. On an apartment plane. Wow. So unless I get to that status and can bring my big fat dog on mm-hmm, a plane, mm-hmm. I don't even want it. You're right. I want to be able to pick up and go with nobody saying I can't. Right. Nothing to tie me down. Yep. And yep. that's just the life I want to live personally. And I don't know why that bothers people. I know. I Mind think your business. For real. For I'm not worried about you with your five little <laughs> bastards running out of the fucking minivan that you can't even keep track of. Oh my God. One of them's on the playground. One of them's running through the parking lot. Give me a break. For real. Talk about it. They, those little gremlins, they can't even get in control. You like, I, I don't want to be a horrible parent. And I see people co- come into restaurants with the stroller. They've got the stroller. Oh They've got God. the five bags. Yep. They sit down. They take out the, the booster seat. Mm-hmm. They have a mat, a disposable mat with characters on it. They got the <laughs> Kindle or the iPad. They got the toys. They got the crayon. Oh, my God. And then they're just trying to eat as fast as they can and chug down the wine because they're so miserable while the kid's fucking screaming in the high chair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's my rant on that. I feel you though. It's justified for real. Shut that kid up. Cause sometimes when I'm out, I'm like, why the fuck did you come Ugh. to this setting with a baby that's running around? Well, first of all, at Nordstrom, um, they'll come into Nordstrom with like a two year old running around, which is fine. I love the kids, whatever. But then they're like grabbing five hundred three hundred dollar pair of sunglasses yeah. and flinging them on the floor are you crazy i had to check this one lady i was like excuse me those glasses are expensive yeah and she was like well what do you think i just wanted her to throw the glasses of course not but you're the adult here i'm not mad at the child right i'm mad at you yeah, the fuck are you doing here with exactly. that with the little kid exactly crazy the ferry today was like a goddamn it was like the bronx zoo <laughs> disney world <laughs> Toddlers oh, screaming everywhere. God. I wanted to die. I'm I almost, so sorry. I almost jumped off the boat like, <laughs> like Rose in the Titanic. Oh my God. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your spirituality because I mm-hmm. feel like it's essential to understanding you as a person mm-hmm. and you have been deep into the crystals and the manifesting oh my God. so much longer than the trend or the craze. Like, You've been into that shit for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you practice and believe in? So I don't practice per se anything. Mm-hmm. I would say for sure I'm definitely a Christian. Um, and that's just a believer in Christ and in God and stuff like that. Um, before that, I've kind of been a little bit of everything, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. If I can keep it a stack. Um, but the crystals and stuff I learned from my grandmother. Okay. It, it, it's... The, just overall anything spirituality i learned from my grandmother and my dad she's awesome i bet she tried to feed you love that i love to eat yeah she she would definitely do that um and make you special alcoholic drinks like peanut punch with liquor in it coconut punch with liquor in it everything coconut yeah she does everything oh my god this is like my fucking dream life yeah yeah so she, she loves that um but i learned it from her so i would say she was a Buddhist for over 30 years. Uh, she would bring me to the meetings or uh, show me how to pray in front of the Gahunzen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when they do the chant, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. So she did that for a long time. Um, 
But my spirituality, honestly, I'm just a lover of life. I would say love is my religion. The crystals, I learned about that a long time ago, and I feel like it kind of coincides with Christianity and anything else anybody else believes because it's organic to the earth. Right. And us being, you know, cosmic entities right. that has everything in us, like our literal mineral makeup is everything that's in the cosmos is right. in us, that we need to be in tune with those things to keep us grounded because there's so many outside forces um, that are superficial that we make that interrupt those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, radio, um, Wi-Fi, a lot of those things interrupt our connection. Right. So I think having at least some type of connection with what is organic um, and looking at the symbiotic energy and relationships between those things is fundamental to staying grounded and being comfortable with yourself. Yeah. You know, so that's. It's just sometimes when you're too sensitive, like I am, mm -hmm. it's just little things kind of throw me off, but and then I try to act natural. Right. That's the weird yeah. thing. But yeah, I, I don't have a religion, though. What's your favorite stone that you feel like most connected to? Oh, bitch, I got two. I got a tiger's eye in my pocket. Do you? Mm -hmm. Smart. It's a little one? Uh-huh. I like the little ones to like put in my pocket. Those are great. You read the Alchemist. You said you read the Alchemist, right? No. You need to. That's one that you sent me. Yes. Yeah, I didn't you, read that yet. It's just funny that you keep it in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. I have necklaces eye. too. I sometimes I wrap stones, but like I like to have a little one that I can put in my pocket. Mm -hmm. It's usually onyx. That's mm -hmm. my favorite. I love that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but today it's tiger's eye. And sometimes if I'm feeling like, depending on what it's supposed to do for yeah. you, um, sometimes if I'm feeling like having a moment, I'll just mm -hmm. kind of like pull it out, mm -hmm. work it around in my hand, put it back in my pocket. Yes. Calms yes. me down. And you charge them. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, I love that. That definitely, when I started learning more about the stones, I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I was working for a nature's company and Discovery Channel store. Ooh. Child, the the amount of stones when those stores closed that I inherited <laughs> is crazy. That's incredible. Crazy. Yeah. Wait, um, so what's your favorite? Oh, sorry. Okay, my favorite is Moonstone. Ooh. Yeah. And then the second one will be Labdorite. Yes, yes. Love that. Right? So pretty. It's so expensive. Especially in the sun. Oh, yes. They are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm the type to fuck around and buy that shit. Oh, I got to hook you up with my crystal, bitch. Who's your crystal? Yeah. You got a plug? Yeah, my girl Jill, she does. Um, It's divine. It's divine jewels crystals on Instagram. And she does mm -hmm. live shows every Thursday. Mm -hmm. She sells towers. She sells... Um, palm stone, like she's got everything. Huge oh spheres. God. She's got dick-shaped crystals now. Ooh. Those are new. Look at that. Yeah. What? Brand new. Oh my God. Is that for use or is it just... I think you could. Yeah. I, it would make Some sense. Some good energy right exactly. up in there. Exactly. She's got these big pieces as well. Oh my yeah. God. Those are phenomenal. She is dope and she has amazing prices. Like I have so many towers and mm -hmm. various pieces Ooh. from her um, over the past two years. Uh-huh. And her prices are always excellent. I love that. Yeah, she's really great. You, you got said it. it's divine? Mm-hmm. Divine Jewels Crystals. Got it. On Instagram. Got it. Yeah, she's dope. And she has a great show she does every week. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're themed. So mm -hmm. sometimes, it's, sometimes it'll be like um, a specific stone, all different kinds of pieces. Oh, I like sometimes that. it'll be like a color. Mm -hmm. So she did like um a black show where it was all onyx and obsidian mm -hmm. and all the great Malachi. like black stones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I love that. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, she's awesome. That's where I get all of my shit from. I love that. Yeah, I think that that's such a dope thing. You know what's something I would love to do that's kind of like on my to-do list is to actually go mining for those stones myself. I would love that. Right? Yeah. I, I met like a guy at a music festival recently. He had like, they had all the little like storefronts, but mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. tables or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had a crystal business and he was telling me that he mines for them himself. That is so dope. Crazy. Yo, I love that. I yeah. want to do that shit. Maybe a little wine, you know, yeah, some, yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. you know, yeah. a little my, smoke, a little something, you yeah. know, that, yeah, doing that, that would be a vibe. Sage or Palo Santo? What do you like better? Palo Santo. I used Me to too. love sage, but Palo Santo is my, it's that's my shit. It smells better. It does. I always say I don't like the smell of sage, and I think it's because I'm the evil spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, somebody, somebody negative kind of probably attaches itself, but it smells like sweaty balls. It I'm does. I'm sorry. Like, no. it smells like somebody went to the gym yeah. and didn't take a shower and, like, Put the fan on in the house and their ball smell is wafting at you. It does have that salty kind of aroma. <laughs> it's true. I mean, my balls don't smell like that. But, but I could imagine it doesn't. Yeah, no. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like uh, sage, it's not, it's not, it's not the bop. It's I, not for me. Yeah. I, have, I love Palo Santo. Palo Santo, yes. Absolutely. I just, Beautiful. I hate that it burns out so quick though. I'm yeah. always like going back to relight it. Yeah. Like I need a freaking, one yeah. of those windproof torches yeah, for that Yeah, blow torch. Mm-hmm. What is the accomplishment that you're most proud of so far? Oh shit. I don't even know. You better think. I feel like, I feel like living and not ending my life for somebody else's is probably something to be damn proud of right now because i got a temper um people be testing people be testing Mm -hmm. you know shit's fucked up sometimes in the world yeah especially now yeah but i would definitely say that's one of them and other than that um actually working within my careers and doing whatever the i want yeah that that is something i'm proud of yeah what is the biggest challenge you've overcome? Oh, shit. Getting out of an abusive relationship mm. and doing it all on my own, like driving all the way the fuck back up here, no sleep, mm-hmm. and starting over. How long had you been in that relationship? Five years. Oh, that's, yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's something I, I didn't see myself as a victim. And I hate when people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Don't you don't got to apologize to me right because I don't see myself as a victim and just thinking about the growth that I had to do emotionally and psychologically I saw that person more of the victim than me like I ended up being stronger so I ended up a survivor right going through that growth process that person still had a lot of things that they went through that they probably suffered from that they didn't had no other outlet and right. I'm not trying to make it okay for anybody, well, of course not. but it just takes a different level of growth to see that. Right. It's almost like you become outside of your body and you're able to watch and you're like, damn. Right. You and also help. you remove yourself from that situation and you get to move on. Child, and exactly. that person is kind of stuck in their ways if they don't actively make a change. Yeah. And that's sad. It is Especially sad. when you look back at it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never used that phrase in that way. <laughs> <laughs> But in in hindsight, uh-huh. it is sad. It is for that person. Yeah, because especially when you see like their potential, and you're like, okay, this person's dope, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, damn, you still stuck in, in 1980? Like, yeah. bro, we in 2023, yeah. move to the future, it's safe over here, I swear, <laughs> you know. But they still stuck over there. It's crazy. What's your biggest regret? Shit, um, come not seeing my father before he passed away. 
Yeah. That's probably one of them because I was in Florida for 10 years and hardly was able to come up and visit. Yeah. And it was always when there was like a death in the family or something like that. Right. That would come up and, you know, I didn't get to really see and reconnect. But I spoke to him all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's different. Not, though. Yeah, yeah. Not seeing him before. Yeah. Then. That's sad. Mm-hmm. It sucks with life and death and things are so final. Mm hmm. That you never get those opportunities back. That point. That, I, you know. I had a situation like that with a family member where oh, no. I just did that thing where I was like, oh, I'll call them back tomorrow. Oh, I'll call them back tomorrow. Because I was busy. Yeah. Oh, I'll call, I'll call them back tomorrow. And yeah. then it was a week. Yeah. And then the next week it was an aunt of mine. And, and then the next week she passed away. And it was so a little unexpected. Yeah. And I was angry with myself. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I should have just taken the 10 minutes and picked up the phone. And I also like... I knew what she was calling about and mm-hmm. it was like this whole family situation. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I just don't want to be annoyed about this right now. I don't even want to talk about this. Right. But ne- when it happened, I was like, I would be annoyed by that 10 times over if I could have that like last 10 minute conversation. Yeah. So it's interesting in life how like sometimes things are final mm-hmm. and you don't get the chance to go back. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Worst habit. Smoking. Me too. <laughs> What are some of your short-term goals for your career as far as, like, what are you trying to get done, accomplish? Where do you want to be next year? Um, I definitely still want to be doing whatever the fuck I want. Mm -hmm. Um, You can say it. Say it. Oh, yes. Fuck. 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 You're so used to the radio. I am. I I had to adjust sitting back down here because I put myself in such a place because I didn't want to fuck up while we were in there. Really? That I like kind of carried that over into the first half of this. Oh, shit. Fuck, 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 shit, cunt. There we go, (laughs) bitch. Oh, no, I hope no one's in here. (laughs) No, he's still in there, but I think he's inside. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry, sir. No, he he can't hear you. Okay, I'll never come back here. (laughs) You're fine, you're invited. Just when I was like, I want to come back here all the time, that guy's going to be like, get the fuck out of here. Homo. Who are like, you're talking, using all the profanities. <laughs> Who's that disgusting mouth homo? <laughs> Get him out of here. Anyway. Um, oh, wait. What was the question? A year. Oh, a year. Short-term girl goal. Professionally. Professionally. I still want to be doing the radio, but I want to be able to interview acts that are going to be here performing. So for amphitheater, mm. um, if they come to Bijou, that's something I want to do. Um, I feel like a lot of Connecticut artists or other personalities don't really access or build those channels. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a goal. I want to build that channel with whoever. I want want that connection. Yeah. You know, and then I'm going to share that connection. No, I ain't selfish. Yeah. I'll share that connection. You can do that. You can definitely do that because you have the personality for it. And you have the people skills for it. Thank you. You know, like you're very easy to talk to. You'll talk to anyone. I will. You're not afraid to like take a shot. No. You know? Yeah. That's important in this industry. That's facts. Okay. So same question, but this time Mm -hmm. personally. (sighs) (laughs) Holy shit. I want to be happy. Mm -hmm. I guess that's, I mean, but when is everybody ever 100% happy? I just want to be comfortable and just live. That's how I feel. Yeah. Financially, I want to be like that part. Just free. I don't need to be a billionaire. I just want to thousandaire. Is that that's not a thing, but a couple million. Okay. 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 I just want to live in a way like when I think of like, what do I want to make a year where I never have to worry about anything and can live a fun, 
comfortable lifestyle where I can afford a great apartment in the city, mm. take vacations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like two or $300,000 a year. It definitely is. That's what I want. Yes. And I location. Where do you want to live? I want to live in the city. I don't know where exactly. There's so many places. New I York want. City? Yeah. Really? There's so many places I want, but like I'll pick one when I get there. You ain't afraid of the rats? No. No, okay. if you live in an apartment with that salary, <laughs> there's no rats in You're there. You're right. They're just in the street. That's true. And I got fucking deer. You heard the story. Oh, yeah. B- uh-huh. Poor Bambi. Yeah. Well, let's not go there. <laughs> it's a very sensitive subject. I got Sorry. raccoons. Raccoons are giant rats. I got a cat. That's a giant rat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as long as they're not in the apartment, I'm good. That's true. But that three, $4,000 a month apartment, mm-hmm. $5,000 a month apartment is the goal. Yes. And you need some money for that because the taxes in New York be crazy. It be, uh, They be taking all your money. They ODing. You got nothing left. They ODing big time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why probably people are moving over here from... Oh, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I'm like, y'all still making that commute? Mm-hmm, it's crazy. But, uh-huh. but I, I respect that goal. I like that goal. Yeah. And it's not like a superficial or materialistic thing it's not i'm not a materialistic person Mm, i I like certain nice things like my sunglasses i like my nice sunglasses nice that's always my thing i have things that i like that are nice Mm -hmm. i want a porsche Mm. it's not to show people that i have one it's because i love cars and Mm -hmm. that's the car that i love nice and if it costs Eight eighty thousand, and I can afford it. Fuck you! It's my business. Exactly, and you deserve it too, especially it's, if you're working towards that. Right. It's not to stunt on people. Mm-hmm. I just like certain things. But when I say like I want to make this amount of money, it mm-hmm. sounds like materialistic. You think so? Sometimes to certain people, but that's why I think it's important to clarify. Like mm-hmm. people's perceptions are their reality. Mm-hmm. So if you perceive something as something to you, it's real. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you. I just want to live in a way that I haven't yet as an adult. Mm. I moved out when I was 22 mm-hmm. and I kind of got thrust out into it unprepared. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been climbing out of a hole ever since. Yeah. And every time I get really close, I slip back down. And I don't want to live like that in my 30s. I want to be secure. Mm. I want to get sick for a week. And not worry about it and just sit at home and be like, I'm sick. Let's order some Chinese soup, mm-hmm. you know, and watch Netflix. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, fuck, I'm sick. I got to go to work. I got rent to pay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm missing a week of work because COVID. Now you got to stay out of work for a week, even if you don't have it. Yeah. I don't want to live like that. I, I don't want to live like, oh, I missed a week of work because I did this. And now I got to pay my car insurance and my rent and my phone bill and my car payment and my this and my that. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to live like that. Facts. I want to go to the gas station and put the fucking thing in the tank and not even look at it and be like, fill it up, bitch. Right. I don't give a fuck what gas prices are. Yo, talk about it. Facts, facts, That's all. Facts. Just like every day. Yes. I want to food shop and not worry about what I'm, what anything costs. Yeah. Just throw it in the fucking card because who cares? Exactly. If I spend $400 at the food store, fine. Now I go spend $300 at the food store. I'm like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why? I could have spent that anywhere else. Right. But I got to eat. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So financial freedom, I think, is like so much of stress in our culture as Americans, Mm -hmm. but specifically for those of us who live in like these urban areas. Oh my God. Yeah. It's all about money. Mm. That's where all the stress comes comes from. It does. So many relationship problems come from the stress of finance. I don't want that. If something's gonna be fucked up in my life, 
and be problematic. Mm-hmm. I want it to be because it's just that way. Yeah. Not because of money. Facts. So that's my goal. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's definitely a reality, a big reality and a dope goal for people to to strive for because shit, I need that shit too. Mm-hmm. Facts. I facts. need some money. For real, I don't want to like go. Like Cardi B says, I got a baby. <laughs> I need some money. Facts. Except minus the baby. Minus the baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being here in your own radio station. Thank you for coming. And thank you for just the whole vibe. You're just dope. So mm, I appreciate it. So are you. <laughs> no, I really I'm so excited that you sat down to do this with me mm-hmm. and share it with everyone because I since the day I've met you, just love your energy. Oh, I love who you are as a person. You're so positive and you like radiate this energy that you give to other people. Mm. And I feel like you brighten everyone's day. Aww, you always thank- brighten my day when I talk you. to you. You crack me the fuck up. Which is hard for people to crack me up because really I'm very funny. So. You are, <laughs> you are though. Don't try to outdo me, you know. <laughs> so it's hard for me to like find things that are really funny. But you always crack me up. You come out with the fucking craziest, funniest shit. Um, Thank you. It's mutual for real. So I'm super excited that you sat down to do this Thank you. and drop your socials. All right. So you can find me at uh, voodoo underscore doll MUA on IG. It's the same thing on Snapchat. Not that I actually use that shit, but I actually use that oh. shit. Um, Be careful with Snapchat. I heard about it. I didn't know it was a whole vibe. There's some hoes in this house. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends told me, my friend Ellis, he was like, oh, look, I got two uh, thing. And he showed me all the hoes he got in hose. the pocket. You. Yeah. I had no it's idea. It's crazy. So I'm still in snapchat when it first dropped <laughs> he got two profiles i got one i love it um and then uh same thing on uh what is that the other thing tiktok tiktok and then what's another one i don't know but anyway follow me on there guys i will follow you back uh, feel free to dm me or whatever if you just want to connect and then say i, f- I found you on <laughs> you know mickey dylan's page <laughs> on Pulse and then i'll follow you back so don't forget if you're in the connecticut area or if you're in new york WPKN every other Friday. Yeah. You can tune in. One Love Radio. All of this stuff is readily available on her Instagram. Yep. Um, what day is One Love? Every Monday? One, every Monday from 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. And you can watch it if you can't listen mm-hmm. on her Instagram live. She's always live during the radio show. They do dope interviews. They mm-hmm. play great music. Mm-hmm. Your DJ. Oh, Shavarda. I love her she's so much. Yeah, she's dope. She's dope. She plays dope music. Yes. Um. Yeah, so make sure you connect. Make sure you click the link in her bio for Black Honey and buy some fucking skincare. Let me take care of you. Some homemade skincare. Yeah, and it is made to order, too. So if yeah. you are wanting something, I don't have it just sitting there. Only the soaps are kind of just sitting the there. The shit but is not collecting mold in this house. Hell no, because you know that stuff expires quick. So <laughs> it's made to order. Once you place the order, give it a give it a, bit a few, and then I'm making it. There you go. All right, hoes. Order some body butter, and I will see you next week. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.